I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. We are back. The Olympics are going very strong now. And by the way, I've trained competitively, I'll have you know, in snowboarding and luge and curling and now even figure skating. And that would be like a world-class champion figure skater because, you know, I've all it was also Valentine's Day this week. Can you believe that? I'd rather rip my heart right out of my ribcage with my bare hands and then throw it on the floor and stomp on it till I die. <laughs> then spend beautiful romantic song that uh, men you should definitely be playing for those special in your life it was wow let's rock it well i'm the real brian and thanks for joining us today i really really wish i wasn't so dang sweet so dang sweet Wait, wait, wait. So, hold up, hold what? up, hold up. That's what? my line. Excuse me. Oh, it is. <laughs> you are like cinnamon. Mango of the droplet people and my uh, luge, snowboarding, figure skating, and curling teammate. Welcome back. Thanks. I'm glad to be back. I didn't yeah, know you, you did curling as well. <laughs> I actually have. I'm not good at serious? it. I enjoy luging more. Although I did it in like New Zealand way back and I accidentally burned part of my jacket. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, that would make a lot of sense though. <laughs> So wait, what country yeah. are we representing then? If you're like New Zealand and we're you, I mean, we are Team USA, but we're not really Team USA. Yeah, that's true. I no, you know, I'm. I guess I'm still gonna have to be Team USA just because there's so much wonderful minorities and Asian Americans that I'm really rooting for, <laughs> excited for. They've done a re- like a few really amazing things this week. So yeah, no, I mean, I'm totally Team USA is our support, of course. But I meant they didn't let us in to be with Team USA that, that, in the Olympics. True. So that's true. I'm kind of you know put off by that <laughs> it's okay it's probably for the best <laughs> i have probably broken an ankle or two or yeah. three <laughs> you know I, I think i've been on the ice in tennis shoes once that's about oh. it i've never actually done any ice skating of any kind I'm, I'm actually extremely afraid to yeah yeah you know i i enjoy ice skating but no in heck can i like do trolleys and thingies and I like like <laughs> cheering people on and I so I've tried um snowboarding too and oh, skiing nice. and neither yeah. neither work very well I my knees end up looking like a massacre at the end of it I, I understand <laughs> you know I I did a version of luge when the ski lifts in the summertime they have those little I don't know what they're called but they're little carts that you basically go down so it wasn't like a full-on luge but it was a type of luge Oh, and it scared the crap out of me because I mean, I know they're a lot safer now than they used to be, but I mean, we're talking about this little tiny piece of concrete that, you know, is big enough for the little thing that you're on the little luge thingy. And then it comes up maybe about, I don't know, a foot on each side. And, you know, you're cruising down this thing and, you know, you look over the side and there's probably a three to 500 foot drop off into rock beds. And I'm thinking like, that's awesome. And I, yeah, it was really scary. But nowadays they're like they're safe for everybody kind of thing. Oh, they're like cut into hillside and so like the one I was on, there was no dropping five hundred feet into rock. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty lame now. They're too I safe. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> you know, I, I I'd say you know living is is a good point. Yeah. But, <laughs> but what do I know? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I mean, wait, have you sworn the uh, Hippocratic oath yet? Uh, yeah, you do that when you start medical school. Okay, so okay, good. I was, I was, I was making sure, like you know, your third, fourth year, and you're, you're, you know, you're practicing on people. You haven't sworn the Hippocratic oath yet, so you're just like, <laughs> no, no, they make us do it quite early. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm free on anyone. <laughs> no, I'd be terrible. All right, so I have to tell you, I am drinking this chai, and I, it's called the I butterfly love. chai because it's from the Butterfly Cafe, and and this is they they home make their own chai, but it's not just chai tea. They mix it with a almond cashew milk. 
which is really really good by the way for alternative but that's how they do it anyway like but the flavor is just glorious and they lightly sweeten i mean you know it's it's all natural stuff but it tastes so real and it's so good and it's a nice day so uh you know i'm drinking something cold today but it's funny you mentioned chai because actually i got some um i don't know where where we actually got this from but so i introduced to my dad and he's been taking it now and he's like wow this actually helps with my arthritis and everything so he's super excited about really oh that's awesome yeah yeah it's great because there's like a lot of clove and ginger and like a bunch of amazing spices in there and it's really good for folks who have inflammatory diseases if you have like the actual real chai you know not just the powdered stuff or the the mm-hmm. syrup mix or whatever the heck that you know no no it's, it's the real stuff yeah you it's can like see the real clove and oh yeah 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 it's good that's the way to go mm-hmm. that's so good so are, is that what you're drinking right now well that's what i've been drinking this week but currently what i'm drinking is a cranberry chia seed situation i'm yes. still on the chia seed train so <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's like a like, cranberry lemonade chia seed concoction nice sarah got so excited about you know your your chia seed drink that she made chia seed pudding and stuff like that again and and it sat overnight and i was just like oh so good so anyway thank you you've inspired all of us i'm glad (laughs) (laughs) okay so if you've not yet seen bad lip readings video of it's hostiles on the hill from empire strikes back if you've not seen that it's not brand new it's been out for i don't know a few months now but if you've not seen it the the link will be in the show notes you've got to see it, that stupid song will not get out of my head. I wish I wasn't so dancy. Something like that. Awesome. It's great. Yeah, it's but it. seeing Wedge going, you are like cinnamon. I mean, it's like, oh. <laughs> and it looks like that's what he's saying. It's so amazing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hilarious. Okay, speaking of really, really fun things that we're nerding out on, I, I got to share two awesome things right now that I've been wanting to talk about, but I had, you know, I had to test things out. Back in August, I talked about the Bolt backpack from sfbags.com, also known as Waterfield Designs, and you know of them. I do, I do. So how do you Um, know about them? Have you toured their factory? Do you know the people, you know, firsthand? Do you own one of their products? So my thing is I really love bags. I don't like jewelry. I'm not super, super duper into clothing, but I'm into bags. I just like like looking at them and appreciating them. I And I'm from NorCal-ish. Like I went to undergrad there, so I have a lot of kind of connections up there and I just like for whatever reason know them so kind of looked at them for as one of like the options of bags I would maybe get I'm right now rocking a Herschel bag but you might have to move towards that though because they're they're so well and they're in their home home area you know I mean our home area in general but yours especially yeah it's true it's true I like the fact that they're local they hand make every bag you know it's not some production line it's not something crazy but yeah it's it's good stuff yeah because for me I'm very practical and pragmatic I like bags because Girls don't have pockets. It's not a thing. <laughs> I got super excited when I got a custom jacket made and had pockets inside. And I was like, oh my goodness, this nice. is the best thing ever. I like them more than purses. I don't like putting it over one little shoulder. Mm-hmm. I like messenger bags or like straight up backpacks. So. Nice. Big fan of backpacks. And I talked about this when I did the bolt review. Being tall, having the sciatic issues, tension goes up to the neck and shoulders. I really do need to be relatively careful about ergonomics and everything about you know what I wear like as far as backpacks and stuff like that or bags in general. And then, of course, I bike a lot, especially in the nicer weather. So, you know, I'll, I'll commute to things and I want something like carrying a messenger bag on your bike is not as easy as it seems, or at least not for me. Maybe I'm just not talented. No, but. no, no, no. hundred percent is not easy. That's <laughs> why you have to have like the, the specialty actual message. Like they're sort of like messenger bags, but they fl- uh, they sit flat on your back. That's so it's right. like the one strap. But instead of having the two, I forget what they're called. But like those, those are the type of that you got to use for backpacks. But they're they yeah. oftentimes are quite is that like the courier or something like that? Or yeah, one of those. Or some like fancy name. And just a refresher on the story, you know, last year in Vegas, and of course this conference is coming back up this year. It's the Hexagon Global Conference, and you know I'm I'm hosting their show, so I'm trying to be professional, I'm wearing you know nice clothes, you know, and. I see professionals walking around with, you know, backpacks that I hate to say it, make them look like they're in high school or college. And it's so funny because at first you think, oh, that's, you know, that's practical. But then you think that doesn't look right. You know, they're in a suit and they're carrying around a Jansport or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. I wanted something a little more professional. So last year I I opted in for, you know, this little hand-me-down leather laptop bag sling Mm -hmm. over your shoulder. But, you know, when you're in Vegas and you're in casinos and stuff like that, you know, you're walking miles and miles and miles. They're so big. And by the oh, end yeah. of that week, I was in so much pain. I mean, I think I had like neck and shoulder pain for probably a month afterwards. It was terrible. So I thought, OK, I need a backpack. I tried out the Bolt backpack. I reviewed it on the show. It was actually a great bag. It's still a great backpack. I still have it. It is big. One of the biggest things that I mentioned on it is that it was a little bit much for me, a little too big, a little too heavy. So, you know, if I just don't pack it full, then it's great. 
But I was like, I really want to try out their Stod backpack, and that's spelled S-T-A-A-D, by the way. Okay. Because it's a little smaller. It looks a little bit more professional for, you know, if you're wearing a suit or something like that. Interestingly enough, a lot of the reviews said it's not as big as you think it is. You know, there's not enough room in it. So that's why I actually bought the Bolt, but it was too much. So I got the Stod to review. I think it's got plenty of room in it. It's actually like the perfect amount of room for a laptop and you could put other stuff in it. And it's so not heavy. Like it is perfect ergonomically. It looks great. It's not too, I mean, it's, it's great. It's perfect. Sometimes people just want like gigantic bags or they just didn't have the expectations properly for Cause like for you, you actually went with their initial larger bag. So you kind of had that feeling and you're like, I yeah. want a smaller bag. Like you went into this knowing you wanted that. So that's probably why like you're less surprised that it is smaller. Well, I wanted something that was roomy enough, but not too much. And mm-hmm. based on some of the, and again, everybody's experience is different. You know, their needs are different, but it was obvious that they were wanting, you know, like the massive bag and stuff like that, but that's not how the review came across. So that's why I'm like, let me try it out. Let me compare them side by side. And then I can put out a review and saying, well, okay, here's based on my needs. I need room, but I don't need like, I don't need to carry, you know, like a backpacking backpack on my back or something. You know, I'm not trying to carry my kettlebell or something. <laughs> so, right. So Absolutely. it's crazy though. I, I can actually fit a lot in that backpack and it doesn't, it doesn't feel heavy at all. It is great. It's still the waxed canvas. I'll take pictures of it and put them on the, you know, the show notes and stuff. It mm-hmm. does have this beautiful leather flap though that comes over the top, which is awesome. And that I think gives it a really nice professional look. Mm, yeah, I love those because it does make it look better. Also, if you yeah. have hot rain, it's important for rain totally. coverage. So. We had Antonio Centeno on the show a while back as well. And something he talks about is when you're looking for shoes or bags or anything that has leather, you want full grain leather and you want to know kind of where the leather comes from and how they do right. it. Right. And a lot of places will say genuine leather and that's terrible. It'll, it'll ruin, it'll crack, it'll die. And you know, it's just don't get it. So yeah, this is all full grain leather. Their zippers are, I think they're, I thought they were waterproof, but they might be water resistant. It's always nice to have a double layer of protection. So totally absolutely amazing bag. It looks amazing. You know, I can also carry it with a handle on top and just kind of like hide the straps if I don't want it to look like a backpack. And then it looks like I'm carrying just a, like a briefcase. A briefcase. Yeah, it's a perfect. A, a briefcase. It makes me look so sophisticated. <laughs> like you have no idea. People like I walk into a room and they're just like, oh my gosh. No, it's more like, oh, I want to be him. Yeah, I want to be him. <laughs> I want him. Uh, not for him, but for his backpack. Like that's all I want. I just want him to like give me the backpack. It's so cool. <laughs> anyway, so I love it. I will have links pictures in the show notes, all of that good stuff. Check it out. Here's what I would highly suggest. If you're looking for a backpack that doesn't make you look like a middle schooler, check out sfbags.com, Waterfield Designs. They are more expensive, but I'm pretty sure that the way that this thing's made, this will probably seriously last the rest of my life as long as I take care of it. I'm not stupid with it, you know? Well, because it's leather. Leather will last forever if you take care of it. Yeah. I've had a lot of backpacks and they wear out. I have to get another one, you know, but this one, I think it's good. Should forever. only get more beautiful with age. It, that's and that's the does. cool part. That's why I chose the waxed canvas too. Cause if it yeah. gets scratched and the leather gets scratched or whatever, it looks better. Right. It's pretty sweet. So check it out. <laughs> Links. Yeah. Good times. All right. Another thing that I have to share here, which is great. Talked about torchlight society. That is the beautiful artwork of Brian C roll. Who was also on the show way back. I got the final shipment for 2017. Oh, I will okay. put up the pictures. It is the fourth series well i guess fourth of the quadriptic series so you know this go around was the legends of tomorrow which i know flash and and harley quinn you guys are going to be jealous on this one and then also got kylo ren the alter ego series kylo ren okay and also which is really cool and i actually gave this to a friend because he's the hugest chuck fan do you remember the show chuck yeah i loved chuck so much it was one of my one of my favorite shows yeah it was a like a special edition print of chuck and Uh, had everybody and it was really uh, cool that's awesome and I got so excited about it, but I'm like, you know what? I have this friend who was like the biggest Chuck fan I know. So I'll give it to him and he's like building a custom frame for it. It's really cool. So Torchlight Society 2018 is actually enrolling right now. If you're interested, it's a, you know, you pay for a year. It's not expensive. I think it's like $130 maybe for the entire year. And you get like four shipments of a bunch of artwork. And this is, wow. you know, digital art. That this, this guy, Brian creates. It's awesome. And this year he's doing Avengers Infinity War. So it's everything centered around the Avengers. Oh, that's exciting. It'll be cool. Have you watched the Olympics at all? A little bit, but I will, I will be honest since I've been on surgery, I haven't been able to like get out too much. So I've been like watching the highlights on YouTube afterwards or like reading the important news. It's so funny. 
I'm watching the Olympics and I'm realizing, you know, this is cool and all, but it definitely is a little slow at times, you know, because you're waiting oh, for yeah. scores. And so they just repeat oh, yeah. things and then they just yap around and stuff and then they get to the score. And so I find that watching the Olympics for me is best either as a replay, like you're saying, mm-hmm. or the highlights or while you're kind of doing something else that doesn't require too much attention, you know, like grinding yeah. in a video game or something like that. Right. Exactly. On the side. <laughs> But then what's the problem is, is like, then you want to watch it for like the two minutes or whatever. That's really important. And you're like, shoot, I'm in the middle of something. So it's like a little problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a challenge. So what, what's, what's the work around here? I think you just got to do it when you're like cooking or something else. Oh, that's you, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, we cut the cable. It's so funny. People are like, oh my gosh, how do you watch it without cable? Um, the internet. I know. And it's like, okay, so just to do a little education, NBC Olympics has a little app on like Roku or your computer. Well, I guess it's just computer NBC Olympics.com or whatever. So many different options, right? You do have to put in your credentials for something. So if you're watching like clips on YouTube, you're set, but you know, you can do something like sling TV or YouTube TV, which I honestly didn't even know about just till recently. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> And then I just don't do it. Like I don't watch live TV. So the only reason I was even looking for it was for Olympics and March Madness. And then other than that, it's like, forget TV, just do everything, right. you know, on demand. So yeah, you sign up for that and then you put in credentials to NBC Olympics and you get everything more than you could possibly watch. Oh, it's really cool. I think sling is like $25 a month versus like 170 a month for cable. So anyway, it's a really cool way to do it. But what's your favorite sport to watch? Oh man. I do not want to be stereotypic, but like, <laughs> there's just there's just so much artistry to figure skating, figure yeah. skating, right? Yeah. Like, it's just so interesting to watch. It's so cool to see how they kind of marry art and technicality in one. And it's so, for the same reason why I like watching gymnastics. So, sure. yeah. I have to agree, though. I really do. Yeah. Like, there there's something about to me, figure skating. I think is the most interesting and the most has the most variety. I think. Right. Well, I mean, you look at like luge or or curling. I mean, as a joke. And there's not a lot to it from a viewer standpoint. There's a lot to it if you're participating in it. As there is for any sport if you're participating in it. Exactly. And so, yeah, I think it's harder to watch stuff like that than it is to actually just, in, you know, to be a part of it. But yeah, with figure skating, it's like never going to do that. <laughs> and it's really cool to watch. I mean, there's Zero so much chances. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, and I've also like really started to enjoy the snowboarding stuff. I didn't realize there was so much with that. And that was Sean White represented. Jeez. Totally. And Chloe Kim. Dude, she is killing it. Yeah, I know. I need to go back and watch some of the uh, highlights on that. So there you go. Oh, my gosh. All right. Valentine's Day was this week. First of all, and there's there's no expectation here. Do you like it? Do you not like it? For me, I'm pragmatic again. So I don't like (laughs) wasting money on like the Valentine's flowers and kitschy things that I'll just throw away. Sweet tart Um, candies. Uh, sweet tar- I don't actually eat them, though. Yeah, exactly. I do appreciate that I can get, like, cheap chocolate afterwards, the day after. I think, you know what? If people need an excuse to, like, love on each other and whatnot for each other, then why the heck not? I'm okay with that. For me, I don't need the holiday to celebrate, and I don't really use it to celebrate anything. So, sure. Yeah. I didn't actually do anything for Valentine's Day this past week, so yeah, it's okay. You're so right about the chocolate. Like, the time to go is, like, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, oh, yeah. you know, because all uh-huh. the sales are on and it's like, do you need it on Wednesday or like you said, get, you know, 75% off and, have, you know, make a weekend out of it. I don't know. Have fun with it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of the same way we've done Christmas in the past where it's like, let's try to have less expectation or no expectations for that matter. You know, yeah. little to no pressure. It's not about accumulating more stuff, you know, so let's do less presents, more experiences and just kind of enjoy the meaning around it. So that's kind of what we've done with Christmas. And we're trying to kind of find something like that with same with Valentine's day. It's like, you know, it is a great idea and it is actually a really cool origin and all that. But you know, once again, the commercialization of everything has just made it so crazy. Right. And like the thing is, I I try to sort of practice minimalism in life in terms of like buying things and accumulating things. And for me, I don't really see the point in getting something at a certain date. Like if there are things later on during the year where we're like, that's a great deal on something and that's something that would be interesting getting. Then like we sort of say, jokingly say, oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's our gift to ourselves. Yeah, totally. But like that instead doing that and kind of enjoying and appreciating every day, like it sort of was a holiday in good ways. Like don't, you know, yeah. spend more than you have and all that stuff. But totally. yeah, so that's how I feel about that. Say. I also don't, love the color pink i don't hate it but i don't love it so what about red that makes sense i mean red is great too it's just really aggressive 
Yeah. Although, to be fair, I have like this power red dress that I wore to all my interviews this past year when I was interviewing for residencies. And my hair, the tips of my hair actually dyed a bit red too. Not necessarily because it's my favorite color, but because, so I bleached my hair. And my hair has like a slight reddish tinge at the, after it's been bleached a bit. Mm -hmm. So then I just decided to tone it fiery red and it like looks amazing. That's kind of what I've been rocking. Nice. Um, So I do, I do like red. I like how powerful it can be. That's but cool. my room actually is a teal. I love teal and mm. blues a lot. That, yeah, the those are common colors though. Yes. I, I need nice. it in my life. I'm a little bit of a firecracker. <laughs> no. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. Yeah. You guys have to play with us on Wednesday nights when we play Overwatch. Oh and then my I'm gosh. Screaming at them. Yeah. I'm still surprised they welcomed me back. You know, there are there are Wednesdays where I walk out of there going, I feel like I need to, you know, give up on my life and become a teacher we, or something because we need to calm down. Yeah, I, I, uh, I feel. You know, it's so funny. It was two weeks ago. I was having a frustrating night myself. There, there has to be something to the matching system that Blizzard does for Overwatch. Two different teams. You can blow them away. I mean, you you get to the end in less than like two minutes. It's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like okay, this was just a complete slaughter. And then the next 10 games, you get slaughtered and you're playing different teams. And everyone's like, man, we suck. And I'm like, no, I don't think it's that because we just blew away two teams and now we're getting blown away. It's like the matching is not very even or equal or fair or whatever you want to call it. And I know that's all algorithms and all that. And that's not easy to do, but there has to be something to that. And so when you're losing 10 games in a row, you know, it's just like, oh, my gosh, it gets demoralizing and you get frustrated and you're like, I just want loot boxes. I want to win. Yeah, and I think everybody kind of gets a little too uh, competitive at times, which, you know, it's yeah. fine, though, because I like being fun, competitive, and having a good time. And I like to win, too. You do, too. I do. I love winning. <laughs> I'm very, 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 very competitive. Um, it is actually hilarious, though, when you're on. Yeah. It's quite, I mean, honestly, like, I, I'm just on to hear Anna. That's all I care about. I don't even care about playing anymore. It's ranting. <laughs> I, I am proud to say I hit platinum this week, so oh that's exciting. Gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's so. crazy. So they have right now, right? Is, isn't it the Chinese New Year it festivities is. and stuff like that? Dude, Capture the Flag has been reworked so that like if you're the opposite team, the minute you touch the flag, you get it. And then you just got to run with it. And then you drop it if you use any of the speed boost things like Ooh. Lucio's boost. If you're Lucio. So if you're Lucio and boosting like a hog or somebody else who's holding the flag, then that's free game. But if you're Lucio, you can use the passive speed ability. But if you try to do the boostio, then you drop it. Or if you're Tracer, you try to blink, you'll drop it. Or if you're like Sombra, you try to go invisible and fast, you'll drop it. So anything that makes you go fast, you'll drop it. And then if you die, you drop it. And then if you're the team trying to protect it, like you actually have to stand on there for a little while to try to recapture it. So it's like it's a little bit easier for the opposite team to capture the flag. It's it's an interesting way of playing. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm excited to try it. That's be fun. It's a little frustrating. I don't think people understand the meta just yet because mm. it's not the normal. I I'm quite sure you can probably whoever captures the flag the fastest should be able to win but the problem is like people have weird team comps so we'll see hmm. all right well i'll let you know how it goes for me <laughs> okay yeah and then uh you know we'll compare notes and you know it's Sounds actually good. kind of fun if you watch the overwatch league at all oh i've been watching it so much i'm have such you? a nerd i've been watching that more than the olympics <laughs> i have to be completely honest like these people are crazy good and yeah, it's so really good. interesting to watch because you kind of go why would anybody watch video games well is it not? Yeah, nine point six million people in the yeah, world. Yeah, like the most watch ever. video games. Like so good. They they watch competitive cool. gaming. It's so crazy. So yeah, it's it's very interesting. Though. You learn a lot. So and you kind of go. This is really for? Cool. Well, I, I don't know, but I have to be honest. The Shanghai Dragon logo is awesome, and I'm a huge fan of like China and Chinese people because I've. It's I sad have, though because they're like <laughs> tied for bottom with Dallas. I know. I know. <laughs> But I also like I'm a fan of San Francisco. I don't have any ties to any of these people. So I'm going for like places I love. I love China. I love San Francisco. Like those are places I've been and have a a tie to a personal tie to. I don't care about Dallas. Sorry, people. San Francisco is basically just a team of tracers. Like really, really good tracers. Yeah, they're all like tracer mains who are like forced to play other characters. Interesting. But they're great. I feel really bad for Seagull on Dallas Fuel because they just keep on losing. I do appreciate Florida just because... They look legitimately like they're a bunch of friends. And it's hilarious because all the other teams have like Koreans who are shipped over from Korea. A lot of these teams like do not have people who are from the city that they're supposed to be representing. I've um, noticed that. That seems weird to me. 
Yeah, by by and far. But like Florida one is the only team that doesn't have extra players or that many extra players. I think it's just the six of them or there might be eight. The way that these teams work is that they have a lot of extra people that they can swap in and out of. So one, I think it's just like them. That's it. I think they're trying to, they might be getting more and I could be late on the news, but Mm. like what I was watching, just them. And then secondly, if you look, they're all like German or Netherlands or something. (laughs) Like they have last names that look German. I think they're the only team with no Koreans or Asian people on it. And they look legitimately like they're just a bunch of friends who are just kicking it back and like, possibly do it in a basement yeah um <laughs> uh, so hey, hans, i i found it hilarious hans yes. how you do it i i wish i wasn't so dang sweet <laughs> let's win this one not terrible that sounds yes. terrible it's great it was horrible i think people are actually more following the individual members because it, there's, these cool, are though. a lot of like the actual players like seagull is a very famous player on the interwebs sure, sure. and you know, quite a other a lot of other people that people actually follow um, that would make more my, sense then yeah See, and that's kind of where I'm at with like March Madness coming up and stuff like that. And even the Olympics a little bit is trying to follow specific people, because if I just watch March Madness with nobody that I'm, you know, going for and stuff like that, then it's just kind of like, I don't know, you team up with people against a common enemy, right? Right. So if you have no team and you have no common enemy, then it's kind of boring for most people. So that's the same kind of thing was people are, are finding individual players they like. And then they're kind of going after that team. So, for example, one of the guys from CSU graduated, got picked up by the Dallas Mavericks. I guess the, you're going to follow him. Well, I was going to. So I thought maybe I'll become a Mavericks fan because but. I like this guy. But he got let go after seven games. And I'm like, well, screw the Mavericks. My one problem with Overwatch League is that it doesn't seem like the casters are super impartial. You know how in, in real, not real sports. Okay. Esports is now real sports, but yeah, in how in like basketball or other sports, the casters, even if you're, even if a team that's been doing really bad the whole season comes in, it's not like you feel like the casters are also like, Oh yeah, they're terrible. Like I wouldn't want to be them in my shoes. They're still very professional about it. Unfortunately in Overwatch League, the casters are dish more on them. It's like, Oh, no. this is a team you don't want to lose against. It'll be so embarrassing. Like it, I would feel like it makes people who support that, like, you know, quote, losing team or who support Dallas or who support Shanghai yeah. feel like, oh, I'm bad for wanting to support this team. You know, yeah, that's so that's kind cool. of my problem with Overwatch League. Maybe they'll do better next time. So, like, we're supporting CSU basketball regardless of how they're doing. And I know most fans are, I support a team when they win. And when they don't win, I just disappear. That's so dumb. If you're a sports fan and you're a, you know, a fan of your own team, it's like, then just be a fan of your own team. Right. Don't trash each other. Let's be clear as well. You are not the team. Like, yes, you didn't just win that game. (laughs) No. I like we were like, we won. I'm like, where were you? I didn't see you out on the field or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. I know. But you know, okay. So to be fair with that, this is funny because this is actually something that used to just totally bug me. Saying we, we won is a, we are family. We are, we represent the team because we're part of the fandom. You know, we help support them. Okay, Okay, Okay. That's fair. Right. But right. Yeah. There, I think sometimes it goes a little far, a little far. And I love the, uh, the armchair coaches. Oh man. Everybody knows better than the coach does. And their mom, everyone and their mom. Oh knows better. yeah. Shoot. I mean, our, our dog Delta knows more than the coaches do. Come on. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Higher than my, higher my dog instead. Yeah. Or, or here's the other one too. Stupid ref. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. That's a tough, that's a tough job that I would never want. Yeah, we're the good sportsmen. Oh, and so there was the other thing, you know, with like the Super Bowl that people were all up in arms about how Tom Brady, you know, he had a bad game, unfortunately, and he walked off the field without shaking anyone's hands. That's totally disrespectful. That's unsportsmanlike. It's funny, right? Because celebrities, famous people seem like maybe they could get away with douchebaggery behavior. But on the other hand, they have a lot of people watching them that like then criticize them for it. And I don't know like what the right things for them then or everyone can just be Keanu Reeves and just be the best human being on the planet oh yeah maybe we should all just be him (laughs) yeah you know it's so funny is uh, my friend Hugh actually the way that Keanu is currently looking looks a lot like my friend Hugh and I was like is that you Hugh you know when when Keanu did his commercial where he's standing on the motorcycle I'm like dude Mm -hmm. he's trying to be like you because everybody wants to be like Keanu so it was really cool it was good, good times. Yeah. Here's the thing. Just like you and I got frustrated, you know, two weeks ago at Overwatch, I get frustrated if I'm losing games in basketball competitive, we get frustrated. It's easy to you know beat ourselves oh, yeah. up. And of course oh, yeah. the natural reaction is to say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to pout. I'm going to sulk and I'm going to walk off because I'm angry, you know, rage quit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've all been there. We've all done it. 
I know I've done it multiple times and it's what I try to do now is go back and apologize because granted I didn't used to do that, but you know, I was just like, yeah, that was dumb. You know, this is just a game relationships and, and respect go so much further than just a game. So on the other hand, we're all human, right? And like knowing totally. you kind of need to know yourself too, right? Like, I think it's a better alternative to walk off the field than to be angry and Oh, sure. Get out of people's business and yell, right? Like sure. that wasn't something he was going to do. So yeah. in his case, yes, he shouldn't have done that. But this is this is us saying, you know, know, know thy own self. And, you know, maybe it is might be the right thing for you to walk away and then go back and apologize later on when you have a cool head on your shoulders. Yeah. But I mean, even just to say, listen, I'm upset right now. I don't want to say anything wrong, but I'm at least going to go shake hands and walk off. I mean, at least there's something to say. Right. You know, but OK, you're right. Everybody's human. Everybody makes mistakes. And, and this is nothing against Tom Brady. I don't care about Tom Brady. I don't I, I'm not a. Patriots fan. I don't, I've never cared about him. I don't even really watch football, so it doesn't matter, but I've just heard a lot of conversation and people getting kind of up in arms about it and, you know, polarized views and all that. So I was just like, let's face it. What he did was disrespectful and it was unsportsmanlike, but you are correct. in also saying that he could have reacted poorly and by walking off the field, he didn't give himself that chance. Maybe he was really ready to rip somebody's head off and that was his way of removing himself from the situation, which that's also good. But we don't know. We'll never know. We can speculate because that's what news reporters do is speculate. I've been I've been so, seeing some uh, articles lately, you know, about stuff that I'm just like, that's not even true. <laughs> Why did you report that? You bring up, it's interesting you being up speculating, actually, because yeah. there's actually been a controversy that's happening at my own school. And it's a little sad oh, warning you guys about this. Basically, a resident at my hospital was found dead. A few oh. days ago. And this physician online who's like all about reporting physician suicides and kind of getting the word out and like trying to do more physician wellness, apparently within moments of finding out about this, just went out and on the internet, put this resident's face, their name, oh where they're from, and was like, they committed suicide. What is wrong with you? Like Loma Linda, pretty much. What I'm hearing is that it might not have been a suicide. It might have been actually something else. And like, there's a mm. lot of speculation going on in the air. But like, at the end of the day, we don't actually know what the facts are. And there's been like kind of this controversy, at least with us, because th- this woman reported it pretty much the night that this person was found found dead. And like, we don't know anything about it. And so people who knew this person might have found out from the internet, from this stranger about this possible cause of death that was stated as the cause of death, but we don't actually know if that's the case. So like there, there's just been a lot of speculation and a lot of harm done. And, and that's yeah. kind of what's going on in my life right now. But it's kind of, that's terrible. Speculation is bad guys. It and is. also be respectful families. It really is. You know, I, this has been going on locally as well, you know, and I'm not going to go into details on, on the show, but there've been some stories about certain people. They'll, they'll present something like a source told us that this happened. Well, that didn't actually happen. So you just lied and you freaked everybody out. Not cool, right? So that's one thing. And then another thing is to say they'll they'll take something like this happened and then separately this happened over here, but they'll tie it together that this happened because this happened. Well, that's not what happened either. So they or by proximity of reporting, you let the listener or the audience sort of come to that conclusion if you watch the video it's like the headline and the video are completely different yeah oops so this is this is me and brian telling you guys be vigilant about where you're taking where you're taking your news sources and and also what you're saying yeah and what you're saying i was in journalism in college i remember that they would teach us you get as much truth as much facts that is as you can which usually isn't very much because most people don't want to talk and then you make everything else up to sell the story I have a problem with that. I have a problem with going out and, and that's why I've said that on this show, we're not here to get the juicy tidbits on something, the scandal, because I want everybody here to be presented in a way that is positive, that, you know, lifts them up, builds them up, respects them, values them, et cetera. We're not sitting here to throw anyone under the bus, you know, to tear anyone well, down. Like, we're not news doing and that. media nowadays doesn't know that. Yeah. So. Which kind of brings me into uh, my little espresso shot of the week. Ooh, it's special shot us. Yeah, it, it's slightly different, but it kind of ties together. Interestingly enough, you know, you remember the the whole the more you know PSA announcements they used to do. The more you know. Yeah, exactly. I was having a conversation with someone about coffee. I know a lot about coffee. Anyway, the conversation simply was this: they mentioned something, and then I said something about you know I really love that place, but at the same time, you know they don't have the best coffee in the world, in my opinion. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's still good. And I said, yeah. And then they said, well, why don't they have the best coffee? 
Well, now I know, of course, after failing at this, that I should just have said, oh, it, it doesn't matter. They're still a great place. Go, go, you know, because they ignorantly or blissfully, whatever, right? Just enjoy their cup of coffee there. They, they don't know any better, right? Right. But I took it upon myself to educate this person on the nuances of coffee and why their coffee is good, but it may not be the best coffee because of certain whatever, right? They don't have bad coffee. It was just, there's better coffee. So you're telling me you're a snob. Not intentionally, though. I was just like, (laughs) they asked me, well, why? And I'm like, oh, well, because of. And it wasn't about that. It was more about, I was just having conversation. And because I'm a talker, it's what I do. I realized at the end of that conversation, I know too much about stuff. And this is not in a good way. This is like in a really bad way. Like the more that I know about something, is that beneficial to me? And is it beneficial to the next person? And it might be right. So for example, I want to learn how to watch the Olympics without cable. So I go and I figure it out and then I apply it and I can teach somebody else if they want to know. Right. So that was actually what I call just in time learning. That's beneficial to me. It's beneficial to the next person. But if I'm sitting there and I'm taking away this person's blissful experience of a crappy cup of coffee. Well, of course, in this situation, it's not crappy. It's just good. It's it, it's good coffee, but it's not exceptional. Right. But even if somebody enjoys a crappy cup of coffee and they don't know any better, why should I take them out of that blissful, fun ignorance that they're in? Really? I mean, I'm not intentionally doing it. What we know should either benefit us directly. Like I need to learn how to do this so that it helps me. Right. And, or it benefits the next person that I share it with. Otherwise don't share it or don't learn it. At least not right now. Right. What do you think about that? I mean, do you, am I on a good path here with this thought or, or is this, am I totally I think you're base? being very self-aware. I, you know, I don't think there's a, there's, there's no good answer for you, right? It just depends on the situation. It depends on who sure. the audience you're talking to is, right? Like if it's somebody who you legitimately think could be benefited by your information, then by all means. But like, if it's like your parents who just like enjoy the little coffee shop and they're not that into coffee, they like light coffee and it's yeah. fine. Then maybe not just be like, oh yeah, yeah, it's a great place. Cool. Yeah. I think it just depends on how you package it. There's a book called uh, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, and he talks about connectors, mavens, and salespeople. I know some mavens, and mavens are very cool. They're very helpful for us, but mavens are great for acquiring knowledge and then disseminating it into information that we need to know and how to know it. But they're not always great at doing that. What they're great at doing is gathering knowledge and then verbally vomiting all over you with all this information that is just, Mm -hmm. one, it's overwhelming, Two, it's not right. beneficial. And three, now it makes me feel worse for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it, ju- it just kind of occurred to me that sometimes I know too much about something, which goes back to the conversation about speculative reporting. Knowing the facts and then reporting on the facts is essential or else you are actually hurting people as a reporter. Right. But as a reader, do we really need to know everything that's going on in the news right now? Do I need to follow these news stories? And, you know, when they come out with the latest scandal, is it helping me? Is it giving me, um, you know, an unbiased, truthful view on this person? Or am I now tainted? And now I have this judgment against this person that may or may not even be valid. Well, and then we also have a responsibility to also consider not passing on news that maybe shouldn't be passed on. Right? Like, don't share the fake news. Don't share... So, the, like, this is the question that has come up with this. So, it's Dr. Paula Weibel. This is, she's, like, one of the leading doctors talking about wellness and suicide and whatnot. But, like, the question at hand was, did she have the right to be able to present this information without getting consent from the family mm. to report on this resident's death? She states that she didn't need to get permission because she needs to talk about the epidemic that's happening out there with physicians killing themselves, right? When is the right time to do that? Yeah. Was it the right time to do that? Do you need permission to report on such a thing? Like those are all kind of questions that have been coming out. And like, what is responsible reporting? What is responsible information sharing? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, freedom of speech, theoretically, I can say whatever I want, however I want about anyone or anything publicly. I'm allowed to do that under the, you know, the constitution. However, barring HIPAA, HIPAA is a problem. Well, that's true. Actually, I don't, I don't know how she got the information. So, so yeah, HIPAA could be an issue, but there comes down to, again, what we're talking about here is, Sure. Just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean you should. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's so funny. I'm sure everybody listening to this show right now is going, yeah, duh. (laughs) You know, but maybe there's somebody listening that's going, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't do that. 
Yeah. Right. Again, does it benefit the next person? We talked about this last week. How transparent should we be? You know, be as it's transparent true. as is beneficial to the next person. It's also transparency on the type of information, right? Like, is it your information to share? True. Then is that transparency or not? Like, are you being not transparent if you're not sharing things that aren't yours to share? But that goes down to rights versus respect because you are correct that respectfully, it's not our information to share. From a free speech rights, we can do whatever we want. But does that make you not transparent then if you're not sharing that information? That's the question, right? Like, but again, you know? does it matter? Like, does it benefit somebody? You could argue that you know that the, the Dr. Weibel sharing this, talking about suicide or not, technically is beneficial because it's shedding more light on this like problem that physicians have. But are they shedding light on a problem, or are they talking about the latest scandal? No, I mean it's legitimately a problem, right? Like, suicide is not talked about with physicians, and they're the high one of the highest professions that actually do it. No, I know, but I'm saying like, did she focus her article on the problem of suicide with physicians or did she focus her article on the scandal of this person? Yeah, in this case, it was like she put this person's face up and was like, guys, suicide is really bad. This person killed themselves at this hospital. And so it was like it was a little bit more than necessary, in my opinion. But I'm just armchairing here, I guess. But like, I don't think think face needed to be put and like all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it could have said there was a recent suicide in the medical profession. You know, or even where, but like, I don't know the name and like where they're from. All that stuff was, I agree, reasonable immediately. Well, I use people as examples all the time, but I never mention names or, you know, who they are or anything like that because I don't want it to go back to them. Right. You know, like, oh my gosh, now I feel like an idiot. Well, I don't want anybody to feel stupid, but I can use an example of a situation to learn from and to, talk about and stuff like that. And hopefully it doesn't ever get pushed back to them because I don't want anybody thrown under the bus. So it's the same kind of thing where she could have talked about, you know, suicides are, are very real in the medical profession and here's why. And, you know, there was a recent one that happened I mean, and blah, blah, she blah. She does that all the time though. That's the thing, right? Like that, that is her thing. I think she's trying to like give another face to this problem. Well, yeah. See, that's just, that's just scandal. I don't know. I don't know. It's, that's why it's scandalous. It is. And that's why it's on, on my mind. I'm sorry if I keep talking about it, but no, that, is, it, that is what's going on in my community right now. But see, here's the thing. It's going on everywhere. Like everybody's hearing this stuff. Everybody's seeing it and nobody's doing anything to change it. So it's like, why can't we again shift things? It's not to say that, you know, suicides in the medical profession shouldn't be addressed. They should. There should be knowledge about it. There should be active ways to say, let's minimize this. Let's, you know, make it a healthier right. experience, right? right? That's really, really good. Um, right. But to sit there and throw somebody under the bus or to plaster somebody's face all over the, you know what I'm saying? Like, what good does that do? Especially for, like you said, the family. Right. Really. So I think that's or where we have to step time back. Should have been given. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I understand where you're coming from and I'm glad you brought it up. And I think it's a very it's a very important thing. Some things I think we need to try to learn less information and only learn what we need to know at that moment that's beneficial for us and others. Otherwise, it's like there's just too much information right now, you know, at our fingertips. And I think it's too much for us to truly handle. But then I also think, yeah, we need to be careful on how we and I, I listen, I'm guilty of this too. We need to be careful on how we present things and people and stuff because it may come out wrong. And I'm, I'm like one of those people that I say something and people take it wrong because I know it makes sense in my brain, but it didn't to someone else. So I have to be, you know, you got to be just careful yeah. about that stuff. I'm, I'm going to have to like respectfully disagree with you in terms of limiting how much information we get, because honestly, at the end of the day, we can't really be responsible for that. Like that's hard. That is hard to limit the information we get. And I don't think it's healthy or right to like block ourselves from really important information, right? Because we're seeing this phenomenon in America where you have people who silo themselves to only Fox News or only one particular news channel and like they are those like heavy Trumpers or heavy, you know, whatever they may be. Um, And I think that's very unhealthy for us. I think more the responsibility is on us to like not, like we can get all this information, but we shouldn't continue to spread bad information or scandalous stuff. Oh, I agree with that. Just for the sake of scandal. I'm not talking about blocking. This goes back to, I think you and I talked about this, understanding the different points of view. So in community, it was about the communication stuff, right? So you're not just listening to what that person has to say, but you're also trying to understand where that person's coming from. That I think is extremely important. But what I'm talking about, do I need to learn ridiculous amounts of information about coffee? Oh. Does that, be, you know, that's more what I'm talking no, about. I'm not talking about like, I think that's perfectly healthy. Like we all need to have our little obsessions and our hobbies and the things that we are well, known sure. for. And I think that's good. Again, I think it comes down to like preventing yourself from, 
like whacking someone else over the head about it unless they honestly truly do want to know about it then by all means teach them to your heart's content to their content as well (laughs) so maybe it comes down to i think we're on the same page this goes back to what i was just saying what i'm trying to say makes sense in my brain but doesn't to you so therefore i think it's a it's not necessarily about limiting information as much as it is how it again how maybe maybe how it affects me and how it affects you how you share it it's all about how you share it yeah but like like if i learn too much about a scandal how is it affecting me and oh, that only yeah, that, only each of us can answer I, I that individually, so. right? Yeah. Don't go down the rabbit hole and like, you know, find out where they live and go let's talk <laughs> Don't do that. That's a little yeah, weird. Okay, that's- I will give you that. Again, situational. Yeah. Very much situational awareness. Yeah. So maybe it comes down to <laughs> yeah, it comes down to how does this information affect me and how does it affect the people around me? Okay. Maybe that's more the the filter. How about that? Okay. I'll yeah. give that to you. No, 100%. but I'm I'm glad you brought that up because it's not necessarily about how much we know or how much we learn as much as it is how it affects us. Right. Okay. Let's talk movies and TV real quick. Okay. Black Panther comes out today. Ah, oh, such excite. I'm excited. I haven't gotten to see it yet. Going next week That's for sure. Excite. Maybe I'll see it this weekend. Maybe. Mm, okay. I do have movie tickets that need to be used. They're burning a hole in my pocket. Oh, see, this will be good. I'm excited. Shannara Chronicles. I finished season two. Oh, how was it? The thing I mentioned with Shannara season one was that there was a lot of MTV kind of stuff and, you know, kind of the right, annoying right. stuff. Well, season two didn't really have any of that, which was great. I loved season two. Oh. I think it's one of those really well done shows. You know, it's the acting's good. They picked good actors. The story's fascinating to me. I know if you've read the books, no, they're not as good. I know. But for those of us who haven't read the books, it's really a good show. Let me paint you a little picture here. There's, away. there's a fantastic story. Good action. Good, you know, beautiful cinematography and special effects and everything like that, right? They do a really, really good job. The TV show is awesome. People love it. And then they cancel it. Oh, don't get me started. Do not get me started. My favorite shows have all been canceled. And then you have shows that just keep on going (laughs) and going and going and going and going. Yeah. The ones that suck have like 10 to 15 seasons. How? To be fair, like Supernatural has been going on longer than it ever needed to. Like, I don't get me wrong. I love the show. But somewhere along season seven or eight, I just like stopped watching and haven't caught back on. And when you're like, it's now the 15th or whatever season and it's still going, you just like don't have any energy to catch up with it. Like, why do some shows get five billion seasons and then other shows which are amazing only get one or two and you're just like, couldn't we just have a little bit more? Like my one of my favorite shows, Pushing Daisies, canceled way before its time because the American public is not sophisticated enough to understand it. Yeah. You had Firefly, which everybody loves, oh, yeah. also canceled. What else? You had the truck get canceled. Finished. Finished. Well, mm, it got canceled, but it they like did. wrapped it up because yeah. they knew they had to cancel it. So that was yeah. a problem. Um, you had Dollhouse, which was pretty good too. Also canceled. Don't give me. I, Dark I have Matter. a bunch more. Dark Matter was one. Yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. And they still they were going. They left you on a freaking cliffhanger. Even. Yeah. Canceled. Because they hate you. Yeah. The band churches. They have a new song. I'm excited. Okay. It's called Get Out. Ooh. So check it out. I love Churches. I loved their first album. Their second album wasn't as catchy to me. Their first album was spectacular. Loved it. Anyway, new song. It's great. And uh, just for fun, I can only recommend the edited version here because, you know, it's a family show. So Lil John Offset 2 Chains Alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, okay. It's so awesome. Sounds oh my good. gosh. It's one of those songs that you're just like, yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna gangbang, you're gonna roll down. No, you're not supposed to gangbang. Sorry, don't do that. Don't <laughs> gangbang do that. is bad, guys. Horrible. Don't look. Don't learn more about it either. <laughs> you're gonna roll along with your windows down, blasting this song. People are gonna be legitimately scared of you, and they're gonna turn away. You notice how people like when you come to a stoplight. We all used to park right next to each other at the stoplight, you know. And oh, nowadays, yeah. everybody staggers so that you can't see them. Did yeah, you notice that? It's true. It is very true. So I like intentionally pull up and like roll down my window and look at people. Now it's. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. There's a creeper in that. (laughs) Don't don't wear a hoodie, you guys. Don't wear a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. um, Good songs. All right. Do you feel now that you are so dang sweet? I was sweet the whole time. Okay, good. I just making sure. Uh, You know, (laughs) we are like cinnamon. So if anybody doubts that, well. It's true. I've been putting extra cinnamon in my chia pudding to like make it super sweet. And now I'm just a cinnamon mess. Okay. So last question. What's your favorite type of cinnamon? 
Uh, like Ceylon, oh. Saigon. Oh. oh, you're too fancy for me. Oh, I'm just asking because oh. they, they taste oh. different. It's true. It's true. I like normal people cinnamon. I don't know the name <laughs> of it. The People's Republic of Cinnamon. That's our yes, Olympics the team. Cinnamon. Yes. Okay. In our Olympic today, we'll be doing some uh, luging and uh, curling representing the People's Republic of Cinnamon. So what is that? PRC. Great. The PRC. The Not PRC. to be confused with OAR. I, the what is up with that? Olympians from Russia. Uh, it was the Olympic athletes of Russia. Yeah, there you go. The OAR. The Why ors. are they saying or and not Russia this year? What's going on? Wait, you don't know about this? No, I, it's, I, I was looking around what? and I'm like, what's going on? And oh, I'm a little oh, sheltered honey. in the news. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is this the whole okay, Putin, let me, let me Putin thing? Break this down for you. Okay. Uh, so basically at the Sochi Olympics, it was found that like Russia had statewide doping program. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. This goes way back. Yeah. So they did, they did the whole, so like there are a couple of people who did whistleblowing. It turns out the actual story is like they have to do urine samples in these special vials that like are not supposed to be able to be opened. But I guess the Russian folks like collected them and like figured out a way to be able to remove the caps without people being up the sea and so every night for the for the two weeks at Sochi, there was one guy who worked in the lab who every night would take like the um urine samples from these russian athletes take them into this closet put the the tainted sample through like a hole in the wall and had somebody else on the other side open up that like unopenable vial dump it out and then put in clean urine that they had collected from the the olympians months and months before the olympics to replace it and they would do that every night. And like there's this whole whole thing. They actually figured it out. And so then they banned Russia from being able to compete at the Olympics this year. Oh, um, wow. And then they found that there are some folks who didn't participate in this doping program. So they're allowed to compete as r- athletes from Russia, but not officially from Russia. In- and also okay. Russia was um, stripped of all their medals wow. at the Sochi Olympics. See, I, yeah. I don't know why I missed that. Because I, I was asking a bunch of people and they were like, I don't know. So somehow that just, I don't know. That's so weird. Oh, it's been a huge thing in the news. Wow. I'm the news junkie. Well, so, I, I'm not because yes. it's usually negative, but that would have been good to know. <laughs> yeah. That now you know. Me. All right. Well, okay. I got you. I got you. We're, we're good. We're a good duo. I appreciate that. Exactly. You know, you know what I don't and I don't know what you No, know. you definitely know things I don't know. So. <laughs> okay. Well, which brings me to my last encouragement of the day. Okay. Don't do drugs. That's it. Got it. All right. You know what the music means? Mango droplet. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks this for was me. fun. Oh, we Do didn't what? get to talk about our how we say hi. Do it for us. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so joyful. All right. All right. Go to the show notes, pictures, links, all kinds of good stuff. Realbrianshow.com and give Emily some love for all of that. And this is The Real Brian Show. Sign it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.